0: And uh, we just know that God is going to bless you. Uh, If you've got your Bibles, uh, turn with me uh, to the book of Matthew. Uh, I'm going to read Matthew uh, 28 verse 19, uh, the book of Matthew. Uh, For those of you here that were here last week, you would know that we started a new series called The Essentials and basically uh, preaching on the essentials uh, of the Christian faith. And so uh, for the course of this term, just going to talk about some of the more foundational aspects uh, of Christianity. Uh, Now, when I was a uh, Bible college principal uh, and I used to lecture students, I would know that basically come second year, I would rehash and retalk to them about things that we talked to them about in the first year. And one of the things I found was that very often uh, I would talk to them about something that I'd talked to them about before and, and I would say to them, you know, we've talked about this and they look at me blankly like I'd never told them before and I thought, listen, I've taught you this before, uh, how come you've forgotten? And then one of the things I've learnt is this, uh, that sometimes, uh, and any teacher would understand this. In order for people to learn, uh, sometimes we need a bit, a little bit of revision, uh, and sometimes we need to be reminded of things uh, that we have heard uh, before. And so, basically, this term, I'm going to talk about the essentials, uh, the essentials of the Christian faith. And last week, uh, we actually talked about the pillars of the faith, uh, some of the three foundational pillars of uh, Christian belief uh, that is important for all of us to adhere to regardless of your denomination, uh, regardless of where you stand on certain things. Uh, there are three things that we all have to agree on uh, and that was repentance, uh, that was that Jesus Christ is 100% God and 100% man and it talks, and it talks about loving, uh, loving your neighbour and those were the three pillars. Today I want to talk about something else. I want to talk about the waters of baptism and I want to talk about water baptism today. And so with that in mind, I'm just going to read from Matthew 28, uh, verse 19. And Matthew 28, verse 19 uh, says this. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Now that passage of Scripture, that verse, is part of what's called the Great Commission. And so Jesus commanded his disciples to go and do something. And the thing he commanded them to do was this, to go into all the world, make disciples of all nations. And then he says, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So part of the Great Commission was that they were to go and to baptize people. Now, when Christ was talking about baptism, he was talking about what they actually did back then. And what they did back then was that if somebody was already a believer and had given their lives to Christ, then what they would do is they would baptize them and then they would baptize them Uh, in water, and they would put them down completely and then bring them up. And so that's what he was talking about when he was talking about baptism. Now, some of you, like me, may have grown up in another uh, denomination or something like that, where they have a different perception of what baptism is. And that is that, uh, I know with myself, I actually got what's called christened, So I went to a church and what they would do is that they, when you're a baby, they would come and they'd sprinkle water on you to represent the waters of baptism. And then they would christen you and say, now you have been water baptised and there's no need to do that again. However, that is actually not what they did back then. That would not have been what Jesus Christ had in mind. Now, please hear my heart. doesn't mean that unless you've been water baptised, you're actually not a Christian. Uh, That is not true. Uh, The Bible says, the Apostle Paul actually says to repent, to be baptised, and be filled with the Spirit. So there are actually three distinct experiences. And so to become a Christian, you don't have to be water baptised. In in fact, it's actually better if you're a Christian before you get water baptised. And that was basically the expectation Of what that would be. So they would baptize people who had already come to faith. And when I was baptized and and I was christened as a baby, I didn't have my own faith. I don't even actually remember the experience uh, because I was only a couple of months old. Uh, Now, as a church, we fully believe in baby dedication, uh, whereby people, when they have a newborn baby, come to church, we want to pray for them, we want to um, hold them up before the Lord and we commit as a church that as a church we will always uh, you know, seek to equip and empower the next generation and to have an environment where young people can be raised up in the ways of God. Uh, we also, as parents, when parents do that, we pray that the parents would have the wisdom to know how to raise up that child in the ways of God. And I believe it's an important special moment. So baby dedication is an important thing. But that is different From baptism. Water baptism is when you are already of your own faith and you get baptized fully in full immersion in water. That is what uh, the scripture talks about. A classic example of this is in Acts chapter 8, verses 27 to 38. uh, And it talks about a man named Philip the Evangelist. And the Holy Spirit came to him in the middle of the night and said, I want you to get up and I want you to stay at this particular juncture by the highway. So he got up and stood there. And when he stood there, uh, there was a man who was an Ethiopian. He was actually a government official, uh, was coming past uh, in a chariot. As he did that, Philip, uh, the Holy Spirit said to him, you know, go and listen to what he's saying. And so he runs alongside the chariot and he realizes that the Ethiopian is reading from Isaiah a prophecy about the Messiah who we know to be Jesus Christ. And he's reading it, and then Philip says to him, do you know what you're reading? And the Ethiopian says, I don't understand this, so I need someone to tell me. And Philip says, well, I can do that. So he hopped in the chariot, and he went through Scripture and showed him how Jesus Christ is the Messiah, the fulfillment, and he's God's Savior. And so as he was doing that, um, and faith came into the heart, of the Ethiopian, uh, Ethiopian man. So what happened is as they're going on the highway, they notice that there's some water. So it might have been a lake or a river or something like that. And so the Ethiopian says, well, here's some water. He says, I think I should, you know, what's stopping me from getting baptised? And, and then Philip said to him, well, you know, you've got to believe in Jesus Christ with all your heart. And he says, well, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he says, well, you can be baptised. So watch this. He believed in his heart that Jesus Christ was God. So it's for people who already have had an experience and understanding of faith. And then they baptised him in water and he went down and then came up. So when Jesus says, go into all the world uh, and make disciples of all nations, baptising them, that is actually what he means. But today I don't want to spend the whole time talking about what baptism is. I actually, I, But I did probably need to talk about that before continuing on. But actually, what I really want to talk about is why we should get baptised. And so I want to talk to you today about four reasons why, as Christians, we should be baptised in water. Uh, The first reason why uh, is because Jesus told us to. He said it was a command of the Lord. (laughs) He says, go into all the world, uh, you know, make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's actually a command uh, of the Lord. The thing I've learned about the Lord is when He makes a command, He actually expects us to do it. Uh, and so, water baptism is actually a step of obedience in command to what God does. Now, notice this I said to you before, it doesn't mean that that's the moment that it makes you a Christian. Uh, sometimes people can get a little bit funny, you know, and, and say, Well, uh, you know, I'm not getting water baptized. Does that mean, you know, I'm, you know am, I not a, am I not a Christian until then? No, 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 that you already are a Christian. You're giving your life to God, you're going to heaven. But the thing is that there is another step. There is another part of the foundational process of the Christian faith. Like I said to you before, and that was repent. So you give your life to Christ. You're saved at that moment. Repent. Be baptized. It's talking about water baptism. Then be filled with the Spirit. And back in June, I taught on the baptism of the Holy Spirit and about being filled with the Spirit. And so what that means is that it is just basically a command of the Lord that it's an expectation from Him that we would be uh, baptized. And it's a significant moment in the life of a believer because you are publicly stating that you are now a Christian, that you are making a public declaration. And so it's a very, very important thing. So when Christ says, uh, the reason why we get baptised, one of the reasons is because actually it is a command of the Lord. And when he said that, the way they baptised back then was people who had already given their lives to Christ and then they were, were baptised uh, in the water. They went down and then they came up. The second reason why uh, we get baptised is because Jesus did. Jesus did. Matthew chapter 3, 13 and 17, it says this. When Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptised by John, uh, but John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptised by you, and why do you come to me? Jesus replied, let it be so now. It's proper for us to do this, to fulfil all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptised, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love, with whom I am well pleased. So Jesus, this is just before he's about to start his ministry. He's 30 years of age. But before starting his ministry, there was a couple of things he actually did had to do. His cousin, John the Baptist, was baptizing people with water. And there were crowds of people coming to get baptized by John the Baptist. That's why he was called John the Baptist. And so Jesus came to him, and John looks at him, and that's at that moment he had a revelation. My cousin Jesus is the coming Messiah. My cousin Jesus is the savior of the world. And he sees him, and then he gets that revelation and he says, Why are you coming here? You know, probably the only person who wouldn't really need to get baptized is you. And Jesus says, No, 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 let's do this to fulfill all righteousness. What he's saying is, yeah, you're probably right, but I need to do this out of obedience. And interestingly enough, if you look at the timeline of Jesus' life, he did that. He got water baptised. Then the Bible says the Holy Spirit came upon him in the form of a dove. And so that is the precursor to what happens later on the day of Pentecost, which is the baptism of the Spirit. And then he goes into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil for 40 days and 40 nights. And then he starts his supernatural ministry. So interesting, he says, I've got to do this out of obedience. So before I start fulfilling my destiny, before I start stepping into this supernatural ministry, there's just a couple of things I need to square away first. And one of the things was to come and get water baptized. And then he got baptized in the Spirit. And then he went off and started his supernatural ministry. Remember what I said to you before about what the Scripture says. It says, repent, be baptized. And be filled with the Spirit. It's part of the foundational, elemental, uh, you know, foundation of actually of uh, the Christian life. Um, I, as I told you before, I grew up and I had been christened. And so I just thought, well, you know, I've been christened. And I'm always a little bit careful when I talk about that because I know for some it might be a sensitive issue. Uh, I know my sister, um, she got christened just like me. And then when she, a number of years later, she actually gave her life to Christ in a Pentecostal church like ours. And she felt to get water baptised. Uh, and amazingly, she brought 50 people to come and see her water baptism, uh, which was awesome. But then I noticed that I, she told me at the time that my dad, Dad, who's a great man and, and, and loves the Lord with all his heart, um, my dad actually had gotten a little bit funny over it, and she goes, "What's wrong, Dad?" And he says, "Well, we've already baptized you." And so, and then I realised, well, there's just that little bit of a disconnect uh, of that understanding uh, and that sort of thing. And so, I myself, I'd got christened, and then what happens when I first got saved? I got saved in um, a little group that wasn't connected to any church, and I generally gave my life to Christ. There's about six people in it. I look back at it now and realise. Might have been a little bit cultish. And so I was in this group, and they said, Well, we need to, you know, we need to baptize. You need to get baptized. And so they ran the bath for me. Uh, Luckily, I had some shorts. Uh, And uh, they ran the bath, and there was about two of them in there, and they ducked me under. They said, Right now you're baptized. And I thought, great, I'm baptized now. You know what I mean? But then I, I, over time, I just had this check in my spirit. And whenever someone at church got water baptized, I joined a church. And and whenever someone got baptized at church, I thought, oh, I really should be joining them. I thought, no, no, I've been, got baptized in the bath. Uh, And I said, you know, and I thought, you know, don't need to do that. And then I just got so strongly. And I remember I was about to start Bible college, actually moved to Sydney to go to Bible college. Uh, and went there a couple of weeks early. And we would go on a Sunday night to a church in the city, which is now Hillsong Church City Campus. And they would have water baptisms every Sunday night. And every time they were having a water baptism, I just felt really strongly I need to get water baptised. And then I thought, you know what? I just need to do this. And so I just rang up the church during the week. I said, can I get joined in into your water baptisms? They said, sure. Uh, and I got in there. And I, I remember when I was in there, all these people there looking at me like, who are you, mate? You know? <laughs> and, uh, but I got water baptised right there and then. And, and when I look back at it now, I realise that was the moment where I was actually, it was at that exact moment, about to start Bible college, that I was about to step in to fulfilling the destiny God had for me. And it's almost like for me, then you need to square some of this stuff away first before you step into. And you know what? If it's good enough for Jesus, I don't need to. Well, Jesus felt he needed to. You're better than Jesus. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) And that's one of the reasons why we get baptised, because our Lord and Saviour, the Bible says, be imitators of Christ. He actually got baptised as well. The next one is this. Third reason why we get baptised is because we identify with Jesus. We identify with Him. Romans 6 4 says this, Therefore we were buried with Him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. So we were buried with Him through baptism. When we get water baptised, we identify with what Christ did. Just as Christ died and was risen again, we are prophetically declaring that when we become a Christian, we're doing the same thing, that we have died to our old nature and we are born again. And so it is actually a prophetic act and declaration. Uh, the word baptism uh, in the Greek baptizo actually means to dip and to be immersed. And so what that means is too, that when they're talking about baptism, that's what it means. It's about to be fully under and then fully come up. And so when we do that, we it's a prophetic declaration. It is a statement to the atmosphere that the old is gone and the new has come. One of the interesting things I found, and in our culture, in our society, you know, water baptism is not really a controversial thing. But I've noticed overseas it's a massive deal. That with some of the greatest resistance to people is actually when they become water baptised. Uh, that, like That is the moment. A friend of mine pastors a church in India and he was telling me the greatest amount of spiritual warfare always happens just before someone gets water baptised. He says the amount of people that got beaten up by their families before coming to church that night to get water baptised is incredible. The most controversial thing in some other countries, the thing that is, you've got to be, you know, that is the most controversial thing is when you get water baptised. Because even people of other nations and faiths understand that when you get water baptised, you are putting a flag in the ground and you are saying, I'm not who I was, I'm coming out of that and I'm getting risen up into something else. That's what it means. It's powerful. It's significant. It is a statement to the atmosphere. You know, when I've seen people get water baptised and they get water baptised and so many times they say something just shifted. I don't know what it is. It's a significant moment. It's a significant event. And it's a statement to the atmosphere. We're identifying with Christ. We are saying, I'm not who I was. If your mind is saying, and the devil comes to you and he says, oh, look, you know, you're pretending this Christian walk and that sort of thing. There's something powerful about getting up in front of people, dunking yourself in the water and then coming back up and you're making a prophetic statement. I died with Him and I'm risen with Him. The same Spirit that rose Christ from the dead now lives in me. I am not who you say I am. I'm not who I was. I am a new creation. That's an important spiritual event. And we identify with Christ when we do it. The next thing is this. The next reason why it's important. It's a statement of faith. It's a public statement of faith. We are communicating to others, this is what we believe now. We are communicating to others, I am now a Christian, I've come to Christ. Luke 3.21 says, when all the people were being baptised, Jesus was baptised too. And as he was praying, heaven was open. It doesn't say Jesus had his, only, his own private pool out the back and got baptised in it. He got baptised along with everybody else and it was a public uh, declaration. Uh, look, I don't have major issues with people who get baptised in rivers and in pools and that sort of thing, and down the beach. I kind of I, I get it, I understand. But there is something powerful, and I always encourage people that if you want to get baptised, why don't you consider coming and doing it here at church? You know, we'll put on a morning tea for you and your family. We'll make sure we'll preach something that won't put all your family off. and uh, and, and come along and get baptised here, because I just really believe there's something super powerful about rather than just doing it in front of a couple of people, that actually coming up here, getting baptised in that in front of you, the community of believers, it is a public statement of faith. And I believe it's a really, really important thing. Just like my sister, when she got baptised in water, she brought 50 of her friends. To de- and, and at the time, none of them were Christian. And I have bumped into some over the years. I was preaching in Melbourne at a church and I was mentioned how my sister got water baptised and she had given her life to Christ and she had 50 friends come and visit her. And none of those girls were, uh, were Christians or going to a church. After the service, a girl come up to me and she said, I was one of those. She said, I came, I saw your sister get water baptised, that spoke to me and now I'm a Christian. I've given them my life to Christ. The, the Christian faith is not a private faith. Oh, it's not like, oh, it's just my private thing, it's just me and the Lord. No, 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 it's a public faith. Jesus didn't say, go to your room and pray that disciples will be made. He says, go into all the world and make disciples of all nations. And one of the things we do to publicly declare our faith, I also know for some people, if they've never been water baptised, it actually breaks shame and intimidation off them that maybe even sometimes in the past when they've been afraid to actually publicly share their faith or let people know about it, when they get water baptized, there's no hiding now. And you're planting a flag in the ground and you are making a public statement of your faith. does not You don't need to be a super Christian or memorize the entire Bible to give your life to Christ. You just have to believe in him with all of your heart. When Philip was speaking to the Ethiopian, the Ethiopian said to him, um, you know, what's stopping me from being baptized? And he said, just believe with Christ with all of your heart. And he said, I believe that Jesus Christ is Son of God. He didn't say to him, well, you need to go to another class. You need to go and spend five weeks. Come to some water baptisms to see what it's like. He didn't do that. He said, that is all you need to get water baptised. There's some people here, you think you're, you have not been water baptised before and you're thinking maybe I'm not good enough, maybe I'm not deserving. I'm here to let you know that through Jesus Christ, if you believe in Him with all of your heart, then you are well able and worthy to get <laughs> baptised in water and you might find that it will be the next thing on the journey to propel you into the next season of your life. They say that that Ethiopian started the church in Ethiopia and through Africa. They say that's the reason why God made Philip go and actually have a divine appointment with him. And he didn't do that. And he did that after one of the things he did was get water baptised. Water baptism is an important, significant event in the life of the believer. You say, are you saying, Ben, that I can't be a Christian if I'm not water baptised? No, I'm not saying that at all. There's no place in heaven for people who are water baptised and those who aren't. I'm just saying that it is one of the commands of the Lord and there's blessing and benefit associated with being obedient to him. I've, in our church, and especially up at Pimpama, we have a number of people. And this is one of the reasons why I'm sharing this. Some of you have been part of our church a long time. You're saying, oh, look, you know, is this new Christian class or something? But we actually do have a number of new Christians. And we do have people come from other faiths and denominations. And, and I just thought it was really important just to make sure that everyone who comes to our church understands some of the foundational principles. Yes, we believe for breakthrough. Yes, we believe for enlarging of territory. Yes, we're believing for increase. But there are some foundational principles that God has for all of us. Every single single one of us has an individual destiny. Every single one of us has an individual plan and purpose for our life. But there's one bottleneck and one funnel that God wants us all to go through. Repent. Be baptised in water. Be filled with the Spirit. And then pursue what God has for your life. You know, um, I was, um, the number of friends of mine, part of a denomination, that um, they were taught that it wasn't necessary for them to do that. And then after a number of years and and having getting to know us, they said, we just really feel it's important for us to do it. And so I've seen people who are actually already pastors who hadn't been water baptised before. My old church back in, my old church back in Brisbane, a senior pastor gets up to staff meeting and he says to them, listen, we're going to, get, we're going to do water baptisms this Sunday. And one of the staff members puts up, he goes, oh, so I guess me and my wife better be water baptised. <laughs> and they said, well, and he said, because we weren't taught that, and so it's never happened. But we feel that we need to have that happen for us. And so maybe one of the, one of the things where people sometimes get a little bit embarrassed about is they've been a Christian for a long time, a good Christian and love the Lord, hadn't been water baptised, and then get a little bit embarrassed about it if, if they do it later on and are worried what other people are thinking. I thank God that Jesus didn't care about what other people were thinking. <laughs> John said, aren't you the son of God? Do you really need to be doing this? And he says, I need to fulfil all righteousness. Right. Amen? Yeah. Yeah. And maybe you're here and you haven't been water baptised. Next week we've actually got, works in well, next week we've got a water baptism service. And we actually do have a number of people who are getting water baptised. And it's going to be fantastic and they're going to bring their families and we'll put on a morning tea for them. It's great. But maybe you're here and you're part of our church and you have not been water baptised before. You know, it's not too late. You can go to the Hello Hub at the entrance there and you can sign up and that sort of thing. And the criteria is simply this. Do you believe in Jesus Christ? Do you love him with all your heart? If you do, that's all you need. You don't need a Bible college degree. You don't have to have been a Christian for a long period of time. Philip the Ethiopian was a Christian for about five minutes and even then he got baptized on that night or at that time. And maybe you're here and you're saying, I haven't done that and life's been going pretty good for me and it might be a bit embarrassing for me to do that because people don't know I've been water bapti- haven't been water baptized. It's okay, you're with family here. We'd be really pumped. We'd be so excited if that happened because I honestly believe that very often before a new season comes, God wants to establish some foundations in order to propel you into the future God has for you. Amen? And so maybe you're here today and you haven't been water baptised. Then I encourage you, if you want to, to go to the Hello Hub and sign up. But as I mentioned to you before, a number of friends of mine have told me that in their countries, the greatest spiritual opposition comes when it comes to water baptism. And maybe you're here and you haven't been water baptised and you're you're like, you know what? I reckon I'm going to get water baptised. And what we could do right now is to seal that conviction in your heart, just pray over you. We're not going to follow you up or force you to do something you don't want to do. It's up to you. If you love Jesus with all your heart and haven't done it yet, then you can get water baptised. But we want to pray for you because I do believe it wouldn't surprise me if things kind of got in the way to distract you and stop you from fulfilling that act of obedience. So can I ask everyone just close their eyes and bow their heads for a moment? And if you're in this place and you're saying, Ben, I'm a Christian. I love the Lord with all my heart. Haven't been water baptised, but I'd like to be. I feel like I want to get water baptised. If that is you, right where you are, just slip up your hand and say, that's me. That I have not been water baptised, but I want to be. Awesome. That's great. number of hands there. It's fantastic. It's a simple act of obedience. You'll be amazed at things that break off and things that get loosed off you when you step into that level of obedience. If that is you, keep your hand up and I just want to pray for you right now. Won't follow you up, won't chase you down. It's between you and the Lord. I just want to pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for these people with their hands raised. And I just ask and pray, Lord, that you would just sow it deep in their heart, Lord. Thank you for that conviction. Just like the Ethiopian said that I believe in Jesus with all my heart. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. As these people do, Lord God, I ask and pray that you would remove every obstacle and cause nothing to dissuade them from being baptised in water. I thank you for that, Lord. For some, it may not look like a big deal, but I know for, the, for these, it'll be a step, another step, into what you have for them. So I thank you and praise you for them, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Just keep your eyes closed, everyone, and those people can put their hands down. You now, I said to you before, the Bible says, repent, be baptised in water, be baptised, be filled with the Spirit. And so in order to qualify to be baptised in water, You just have to do what the Ethiopian did. And that is believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Believe in Him and give your life to Him. And if that is you today, you're saying, up until now I've not been a Christian, but I believe in Jesus Christ. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. If that is you with every eye closed and every head bowed, if that's you right where you are, just slip up your hand and say, that's me that tonight I want to give my life to Christ. This morning, I want to give my life to Christ, have a relationship with God. Awesome, I see that hand. That's wonderful. Is there anyone else? You're saying this morning, I want to give my life to Christ. I want to have a relationship with God. I want to give my life to Him. I want to start this journey into the future that God has for me. If that is you and you want to join that person, just slip up your hand nice and high and say, that's me this morning. I want to give my life to Christ. I want to have a relationship with God. What we're going to do is we're going to say a prayer. I'm going to invite that person to put their hand up to say this prayer as well. And invite everyone else to repeat it as well in support of them. Repeat this after me Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. Forgive me for being a sinner. I ask you to come into my life to be my Lord, be my Savior, be my best friend. Help me to live for you all the days of my life. And I thank you that this morning I'm joining your family. Amen. Awesome. Praise God. Praise God. We will have one of our team come and talk to you after the service about the decision that you made. Church, would you stand to your feet? I feel like I've got a word for people in our church. Um, Earlier this year, preached on the prayer of Jabez. And one of the things it says is he prays and says, Lord, I pray that you bless me indeed. And enlarge my territory. And I just had a sense in my spirit that God was going to enlarge our territory as a church. Kind of has. We're starting a new campus in Logan, but I also felt that for some people, God was going to provide breakthroughs for property. And I've been hearing over the course of this year that people have been coming to me and saying they're beginning miracles regarding property, regarding houses. Even this morning at had three people come up to me before the service, moving into a brand new miracle house this week. Three people, and. Praise God. And some of you are like, oh, well, that hasn't happened for me. Well, the awesome thing is it's still just October. The Bible says he crowns the year with his goodness. Now, if you're putting on, you know, royal garments, you probably wouldn't put the crown on first. I mean, how are you going to get the ephod on and all that sort of thing? So the last thing you do is you put the crown on when everything else is on. It says he crowns the year with his goodness. You know what that tells me? You might get your, he might tell you at the start of the year, you're getting your breakthrough and it might be right at the end that you get it, but he can still get it. And I've felt God say to me that for some people, he's got breakthroughs coming over the next two months. That some of you, your year is already winding down, but I'm letting you know the Holy Spirit is winding up and he has got some breakthroughs for some people in this place. And so if you are here, actually, is there anyone here, I know, I know Pimpermur we got a lot, is there anyone here that when it comes to property, you've received the breakthrough this year? Um, anyone? Put your hand up nice and everyone's going to be jealous of you. Yeah, over there, over there. You know, praise God. Down the back there. Praise God. So good. Uh, if you're saying here, I'm need believing for a breakthrough in regards to the property. Right now where you are, just slip up your hand. I'm going to pray for you. And I'm going to declare over you. He's going to crown the year with his goodness. And he's going to enlarge your territory. Father, in Jesus' name. I pray for all these people with their hands raised and I thank you, Lord God, you're going to crown the year with your goodness and I thank you, Lord, for even more breakthroughs in regarding to property for people in our church. I thank you ahead of time for what you're going to do. I thank you, Lord, for many, they've already sown the seed, but I thank you, Lord, they're about to reap the harvest and I thank you ahead of time for what they're going to do and I thank you for breakthroughs and testimonies and miracles in Jesus' name. Everyone say it. Let's give God a hand of praise. Lift your hands to heaven. Let's worship Him in this place. He's an awesome God. Praise God.